You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironrun. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Here we are. We're deep into NFL free agency. A lot more stuff happened there at the end on Friday to really push free agency forward. We finally had the biggest wide receiver signing, so we'll start with that. Kenny Galladay to the Giants will break that move down for you, as well as... Uh, the other big moves that happened on Friday that we're going to monitor here. And then we'll get into the minor moves and catch you up on the latest regarding Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, whether they'll be moved or not here this offseason. And, uh, yeah, a lot of good uh, stuff here to look at uh, across positions here. So we'll start uh, with the uh, wide receiver, look at uh, running back and tight end, and close with the those updates on the two marquee quarterbacks as well as any defensive or offensive line Moves you need to know about that will affect fantasy football here in 2021. Some more free agency takeaways. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right, so Kenny Galladay, surprise, surprise, ends up with the New York Giants. I love this move for Kenny Galladay. $18 million a season here. That's what he wanted. He gets it. There he becomes the Giants' number one receiver on the outside here with his uh, big playability and ability to finish in the red zone. Sterling Shepard will move into the slot to undoubtedly here with Golden Tate gone from the offense. You have uh, also Darius Slayton. He'll settle into being the deep threat. So two guys who can really stretch the field here. Galladay more of a complete receiver. He can also finish in the red zone. So this is going to boost Daniel Jones' value significantly. The next thing they have to look at is offensive line. I know they had Andrew Thomas in the draft last year. Nate Solders are getting a little older, so now they don't have to focus on wide receiver. Should uh, the big three of Jamar Chase, uh, Devonta Smith, and Jalen Waddle be gone by the Giants' turn there behind the Cowboys at number 11 overall in the 2021 NFL draft? So Galladay has wide receiver one potential once again. We know he was headed that way again in 2020, but he had the hip injury. That was it. And it was uh, over for him. He just lingered. He never was on injured reserve. So Lions, uh, it's going to be tough to recreate uh, Matthew Stafford in that arm. But Daniel Jones, I think he's going to be in better position. They're going to protect him better. Saquon Barkley is going to be back to give you a legitimate threat in the running game. You now have Kyle Rudolph as an extra blocker to help Evan Ingram at tight end. So this offense is looking pretty good here for Jason Garrett, the coordinator there in New York under Joe Judge. So... Yeah, I love this move of Galladay. This is what the Giants needed. I was tying them a lot to Smith and Waddle and Chase in the draft. They just need one more big playmaker. This changes the way you look at all of them. I think Shepard will be a good complimentary receiver. I think this pretty much hurts the value of Darius Slayton because Galladay can make a lot of those big plays. So Slayton is more that occasional deep threat. Well, I think Shepard will be the busy possession guy as they go probably more 11 personnel. Even mind they can go two tight ends as well, a little bit more with 12 personnel. Now they have Rudolph and Ingram. So the way things shape up, it's going to be 
maybe Shepard and Ingram kind of being the inside receivers, uh, Slayton seeing more of the occasional deep threat role after his uh, big initial year with Daniel Jones, and Galladay being treated like the number one in New York. When you pay $18 million, you're going to treat a guy like a number one receiver, and Galladay certainly has high potential here. Daniel Jones could turn the corner here definitely in the year three with some of the weapons, better protection, better running game. That's going to set up everything here. Jones, we know, can run, so... He's going to be having some higher QB2 appeal. Maybe he can crack into more of the deeper league QB1 conversation with all these weapons. So something we're going to watch. But Galladay, certainly a big impact. And again, I'm not too worried about the quarterback situation. Remember, Galladay produced with David Blau. He produced with Jeff Driscoll the year before when Stafford was hurt and uh, missed half the season with a back injury. So he's going to get it done no matter what. He's just that talented receiver. Big body, 6'4", can go up the... Get the ball in the red zone, a very consistent touchdown maker, big play guy. All he needs is a couple catches, and he could have a big fantasy game. So, Galladay, I love the move, and a good splurge here by the New York Giants to acquire him. Elsewhere, the Steelers re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster. That came across as well on Friday. They're catching up on that move. Steelers, okay, so Juju stays in the slot. Hopefully, he'll get a little bit better volume here. It was a little dependent on... Just getting the touchdowns and the yardage was under 10 yards a catch. Ben Roethlisberger, that arm is still noodly here. So I don't expect a big transition in Juju's numbers here. It's still going to be the same setup with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Johnson being the most appealing fantasy option. Claypool having the better touchdown upside. So Juju's more wide receiver three, more even so in the PPR leagues than half point PPR. So not the greatest to stay there for Juju. He settles for a one-year deal to come back and uh, try to prove himself again to try to have a bigger year. But previous year without Roethlisberger was pretty ugly there for Juju. But I think he can rebound, but I don't think it's going to be much more than what you saw last year again. Wide receiver three to me with Claypool and Johnson there as more of a ceiling and also the way the Steelers passing game is constructed where they're not throwing downfield a lot there in Pittsburgh. Elsewhere at wide receiver, you had uh, Josh Reynolds go to the Titans. So he replaces Corey Davis, who went to the Jets. So Josh Reynolds is now your number two receiver. Potential work in the slot as well here, opposite uh, A.J. Brown. So Reynolds gets his opportunity elsewhere outside of L.A. Again, I'm looking at him as a streamer here in certain matchups. Wide receiver five. And Corey Davis is a pretty solid wide receiver three. But I'm seeing Reynolds peaking at maybe a wide receiver four here. Run-heavy offense, A.J. Brown is going to be dominating targets. They did lose Jonah Smith, so some tight end targets may go away, but they still have Anthony Ferks through there. So Reynolds pretty much a plug-and-play recovery here from Davis, but not going to have the same type of impact in fantasy football. The next move we look at, and this was uh, intriguing to me, Deshaun Jackson goes to the Rams. He didn't really lose a step here for the Eagles. I think he just can't stay healthy, but he's a veteran receiver who can stretch the field, maybe step into that Brandon Cooks void, but now they have to replace Reynolds, so I think he's an upgrade from Reynolds in terms of stretching the field and plays off the talents here of Robert Woods and Cooper Cupwell in the 11 personnel. You have Matthew Stafford with a bigger arm as well, operating the offense here for Sean McVay. So D-Jack's a little bit of a dart throw sleeper again. Rams, we know, have two pretty much Borderline wide receiver one twos there, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Jacks, D Jacks, you're looking at him maybe being an occasional three matchup based, but it's a good landing spot. Again, good offense. They need that Cooks like type player to stretch a field. Woods can make some big plays, but they mostly come after the catch. Cup, we know, is pretty much a dedicated slot receiver. Jacks is the home run hitter. D Jacks 
coming in with Stafford, big arm can get the ball downfield to him, that's for sure. Okay, so those are the big uh, moves here at wide receiver that we had to react to. And uh, we still have uh, quite a bit to talk about here. We have uh, some running back moves, some, some tight end moves that we're going to also look at. Then we'll close again, looking at uh, the quarterback trade rumors and uh, what we're looking at defensively that will have impact in fantasy football. But I have to first remind you, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. We know college basketball is into March Madness. We're headed close to the Sweet 16, and that's where you want to go bet online. Bet online will even cover award shows, TV shows, and reality TV for you. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. So just go to betonline.ag, head to the website, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code locked on. Again, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to break down uh, the running back and tight end moves, uh, catching you up in NFL Free Agency 2021. All right, so... Wide receivers uh, dominated. Galladay, we love that move in free agency. You want a top player to go a team that needs him, and that's a good leadoff. But running back also had some moves, and a tight end was a rather active finally in the next tier. Um, so we'll break that down. But get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so running back Chris Carson. We were speculating with the Seahawks move on from him. No, they re-signed him. So he's back in the fold here. So same status quo for Chris Carson, borderline RB1-2. The usage, Rashad Penny might to return, however, keep that in mind. The Carl side has moved on to the Jaguars, but look for Rashad Penny maybe to have a bigger role coming back if he can stay healthy. First-round pick, it seems really wasted at this point as Carson has been the man, but Carson can't stay healthy. Penny can't stay healthy, so we'll see how that plays out. But Carson, hopefully they'll trust him to still be kind of a feature back situation there. And again, I think an RB2 floor exists for Chris Carson, but we're hoping that he can push back more to RB1, which is the case from a couple years ago. Now, this was an interesting signing to me. Philip Lindsay, he just had a bad breakup with the Broncos. He was productive his first two seasons, undrafted kid right out of uh, Colorado there nearby. Homegrown, he loved playing for the Broncos. Then, what do they do? They signed Melvin Gordon. I think things spiraled out of control from there because Philip Lindsay was a blip on the radar in terms of usage last year with the former Charger being signed a pretty hefty deal. So he felt underappreciated. They broke up. He was a restricted free agent. They could have brought brought him back, but they didn't tender him. So he goes to the Texans here, and this is an odd situation here because. You don't have Duke Johnson. He was released. So you have David Johnson and Philip Lindsay. And we know David Johnson, a little older, history of durability issues. Lindsay still pretty fresh legs, can do it all, run hard. And Houston maybe going in a slightly different direction with their offense and scheme. So Philip Lindsay intrigued by this move. I wouldn't sleep on him uh, rebounding here and having a uh, nice year, especially with David Johnson's durability history and sense of disappointment. Lindsay could be very productive in this system here in Houston. So looking at it, a uh, deep stash sleeper, but certainly if you're looking to get some RB2 value out of uh, Houston's backfield in 2021, you're looking at Lindsay as your better flyer later than uh, investing in David Johnson earlier in the draft. 
Now, it looks like Will Disley, not on the move, but the Seahawks look like they're going to try to figure out his role here. They did sign Gerald Everett. We talked about that move, so we'll see how it works out. But Everett uh, may have to split time with Disley, but Disley is really meant to be more of a blocker. So it could be a similar situation with the Everett and uh, Higby situation, Tyler Higby and the Rams. But yeah, Gerald Everett, I would still think, has a greater upside right now than Disley. And uh, so things don't change on that front. Interesting move by the Carolina Panthers. They add Dan Arnold. Remember how much the Cardinals were talking up Dan Arnold all offseason? There simply was not enough room to incorporate him in the offense with all the wide receivers. Pretty much it was a lot of DeAndre Hopkins targets, trickled down to Christian Kirk. Not much left for Larry Fitzgerald or the other receivers here. So Dan Arnold had to move on. It was not a great scheme. They're spreading the field with receivers. They also moved on here, the Cardinals, with A.J. Green. So really going the four wide receiver route more truly here than incorporating the tight ends as much. So Dan Arnold ends up with the Panthers. We know they've had some disappointment from Ian Thomas, uh, not quite replacing Greg Olson the way they want in uh, Carolina. So we'll see. There was some speculation with the number eight overall pick. They could get Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. But maybe they want to just go cheaper route and uh, still invest in that quarterback. So that definitely changes the way they might look at that number eight overall pick and not to really be considering Pitts at all. So Dan Arnold, not a bad guy to watch here, especially Curtis Samuel leaving the offense. But keep in mind, Christian McCaffrey will come back. He's a big part of the pass game, as well as Robbie Anderson and uh, DJ Moore. So I'd say he's a pretty solid down there tight end two at this point in this situation, unless uh, something changes here with the Panthers. We also had a move in the AFC East. Tyler Croft, he goes from the Bills to the Jets. So the Croft gets a chance here maybe to start. He's been off injured, the former Bengal. Once filled in well for uh, Tyler Eifert there in Cincinnati. He got a decent contract with the Bills, but just couldn't stay healthy. And they also had uh, Dawson Knox being drafted and has much up, a greater upside as a receiver. So Croft, I'm not going too nuts. It's the Jets. They're trying to rebuild this uh, passing game. But right now... The lead uh, receivers there are Corey Davis, uh, Denzel Mims, and uh, Jameson Crowder working the slot still to me in the 11 personnel. So notable there that could open things up for Dawson Knox, but wait, the Seahawks uh, did not sign Jacob Hollister, so he is now in Buffalo to replace Croft. See how this works? There's always a tight end of the move to replace another one here. So again, Knox should have a bigger role. I think he has the athleticism, hands. it's uh, been a while in this offense. He's indoctrined into it. They need his help now without John Brown. I know they did uh, rebound here and go in a different direction there at uh, wide receiver with uh, Gabriel Davis and all that. And uh, the Bills are trying to uh, maybe push forward with their younger players. So we'll see about Knox. But Hollister being signed there, pretty good receiver, pretty good athlete. I don't know if the Bills are going to suddenly expand that role for that position. And uh, looking at that, I mean, that's... Really interesting to me how uh, things change quickly at that uh, position. We'll look at uh, one other offensive move of note. The Bengals are really working on their offensive line. They get Riley Reef here. I still think they'll target an offensive line to help, help Joe Burrow in the uh, draft. But yeah, that uh, it's just kind of interesting developments here. Teams trying to fill some minor holes. And sometimes you follow the money to see how much your team is investing. But yeah, so... Running back again, Chris Carson, to recap here in this segment, uh, still like him as an RB1, RB2 borderline. Philip Lindsay is a good RB2 flex flyer. Dan Arnold could have some potential if they throw the tight end a little bit more in uh, Carolina. Might do that with a rookie 
quarterback or Bridgewater throwing short to intermediate routes, but still well buried as a tight end too. And we'll have to see what the Eagles do. Do they make a move here to move Zach Ertz? And that'll open things up, obviously, for Dallas Goddard to really settle in into a tight end one. We also look at the, the Steelers situation. They haven't signed a running back. James Conner still out there in free agency. So Benny Snell right now would be the lead back, but they're definitely interested in adding someone there for that backfield. So we'll see how that develops there in Pittsburgh. But yeah, so so interesting things because you have top of the wave here in free agency, Galladay, but some other moves with a couple key keeps there for Juju and Carson. In our final segment, we'll break down uh, some of the defensive moves as well as uh, the latest on Deshaun Watson and that saga. But we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, awesome tasting protein bar with 100% of chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best and can win the championship. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup coconut versus birthday cake. And this is a tough one, because I like birthday cake, but I also like coconut, so it's a tough uh, matchup here. But I do coconut chocolate, you always wonder if that birthday cake, pretty darn good as well. I like chocolate frosting on my birthday cake, so you can't lose here. But if you want to go vote and uh, pick your favorite between these two as we get closer to the championship at Built Bar Madness, go to BuiltBar.com or follow Built Bar on Twitter. And remember to use that promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And make sure you check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar in Built Bar Madness. We'll be right back here to close the show uh, with the latest other uh, takeaways you need to know in the free agency as well as uh, Deshaun Watson and his status in Houston. All right, let us uh, close the show here in a moment, but I do have to remind you, and we're going to be talking a lot more about the NFL Draft here in Lockdown Fantasy Football. The NFL Draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our Lockdown NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so you don't have to, and the Lockdown NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Lockdown NFL and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, here in Lockdown Fantasy Football, we'll also put some fantasy spins and start looking deeper into the prospects and uh, what they can be like in fantasy football. Looking a little ahead to futures there in uh, 2021 and beyond. All right, so let's look at Deshaun Watson. Fortunately, this is an unfortunate situation off the field here. All the accusations, we don't want to jump, rush to judgment, but we know with now 10 accusers here of... Really uh, bad behavior for Deshaun Watson. It's really hard for the Texans to sell moving him, so he's kind of in a holding pattern. But we do have reports that the Texans still want to trade him in the end, but this is going to hold up the value, and I don't think we'll see him moving anytime soon. He's got to get some clearance or some resolution one way or the other to find out if he'll still be in Houston or somewhere else. But Deshaun Watson on the field, if everything is okay and good and uh, there's not that comes out of this, then he can still be a QB1. But this is definitely a big thing hanging over his head. So, I don't know. We just had to proceed with caution here. Texans have to be careful. Teams trying to acquire him have to be careful. So, I think what it means is that just slow movement on Deshaun Watson all around. Russell Wilson seems to be some chatter. The Jets might get in the mix now a little bit more instead of taking Zach Wilson at number two overall. But definitely the Jets seem to be out on... Uh, taking a 
a flyer and trading for Deshaun Watson at this very moment. So a lot of the attention being moved to Wilson. The Bears tried their best to get Wilson. But again, I still think Wilson is staying put. And hopefully uh, there'll be ways to improve his fantasy value. So he's not big for about half, uh, two-thirds of the season and then just falls apart because of that offense in the last part of the season. So for now, nothing happening here with Deshaun Watson in terms of potential movement and nothing with Russell Wilson. Defensively, let's go down some moves here. Yet Kyle Fuller, he was released by the Bears. He lands with the Broncos. No surprise here. As they get some uh, corner help, uh, they did uh, get some other help there in Ronald Darby. So trying to rebuild this, but Kyle Fuller has been in the slot. I still think they could use a corner here uh, in the draft, so don't uh, be surprised if uh, Caleb Farley of Virginia Tech is the target still that pick, but it also opens the door if they want to go quarterback early in the draft at uh, number nine. They can certainly do that as a uh, corner has been short up here with some good investments. Xavier Rhodes returns. He had a pretty good year, rebound year, coming over from the Vikings to the Colts last year, so he's back in that defensive mix to help that team make plays. That team did lose Anthony Walker, a pretty active linebacker. He goes to the Browns. The Browns, again, assembling some good playmaking pieces here. You had John Johnson, the safety from the Rams. You had Troy Hill, the corner from the Rams. And now you get Walker, very active linebacker, can make some plays in coverage and a good tackler as well. So, yeah, the Browns' arrow continues to point up as a playmaking defense here for fantasy football. The New York Jets uh, continue to make uh, some moves here. Sheldon Rankins goes to New Orleans, uh, or from New Orleans to New York. Uh, beefs up that defensive line a little bit, helps them against the run. So the Jets slowly building some pieces. They also added uh, Carl Lawson, don't forget, there. They got a little bit better on the back end with Marcus May. So with Marcus Joyner joining the team. So this Jets team, slowly but surely, it's Robert Sala, defensive-minded coach. They're going to be better on that side of the ball at some point here. And uh, as they make the transition to 4-3, something we're going to watch there. Another intriguing move, uh, Keanu Neal. The Cowboys get him, the former Falcons safety. Disappointing there with uh, Neal that he didn't really stand up and uh, be as dominant. But the Cowboys needed some safety help. And this is a good value here for the Cowboys to go after Neal. Again, he can start right away from them, have an impact and make some plays. But... Just the start of the Cowboys rebuild, but a good way to uh, get going for them here in uh, 2021. Another safety move involving an NFC East team. The Eagles get some much-needed safety help. They land uh, Anthony Harris of the Vikings. Gets a one-year deal, so maybe Harris was looking for a bigger deal there in free agency, but he was a good pickup there available. Justin Simmons, once he was franchise tag, eventually re-signed by the Broncos. You looked at Anthony Harris. They were both in free agency last year. Harris got the tag in 2020. Did not get it again from the Vikings in 2021 as they couldn't afford it. So, Anthony Harris a pretty good playmaking safety. The Eagles needed some help back there. They lost Jalen Mills. They need some versatility in playmaking. They get that in Anthony Harris. So, two nice additions at safety in this division for sure. Uh, you have a uh, Giants and Washington have some decent safety situations now. Eagles and Cowboys get better in those areas as well. The final move uh, that we saw of note here, the Bears did lose Kyle Fuller in terms of salary cap. But Desmond Trufant, again, he's bounced around. He's uh, been on the Lions, the former Falcons, uh, one time pretty good shutdown corner. A little older, but plug and play in the Bears system can be valuable here behind Khalil Mack and company as they uh, change uh, defenses here. Once again, keeping 3-4 concepts, but I think uh, they needed to rebound quickly with somebody that was cheap. 
and Trufant was the guy. Still, I don't see the Bears secondary being all that scary with Kyle Fuller. You have Jackson there. He's pretty good from Utah. I think they think he has high hopes to be a shutdown player, so we'll see if they improve there. But losing Fuller hurts. I think it's definitely a downgrade from Fuller to Trufant here in coverage, which helps the receivers of the Packers, Vikings, and Lions here in 2021. Yeah, there, there you have a breakdown of the latest in free agency, led by the Kenny Galladay reaction and uh, some other moves. And uh, we'll keep you abreast of those. Uh, we do have to get to our next team in our uh, 2020 season in review and uh, offseason in preview. We'll do that at some point. That would be the Los Angeles Chargers. And we have to clean up with the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, San Francisco 49ers and Seattle Seahawks. So five more teams in that series. If you missed any of that, the teams are up there now. You can check out in our archives here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day and see you tomorrow.